Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 474th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my literate co-host, Dr. Shamu. I, I, I can't read, though. And Seth Vilo. <laughs> I've been faking it all this time. I'm just really good at guessing. <laughs> really good right? at guessing what those shapes mean. Exactly. Those symbols are funny. That's probably means Pikachu. Uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast, the place where we talk about Pokemon every week. Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that I came up with uh, in 2007. And these guys haven't told me to change yet. So that's that's where we're at. We talk we everything from the video game to the trading card game. We decided not to do that. It's probably too, not, not a good move to do that. Nah, well, not, maybe in a couple more years. Yeah, after this one's really solidified. Well, when you just change one letter of an acronym, it's not that bad. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, All right. And so... Uh yeah, we we're we're here today. We're having a good time. Happy New Year to those of you listening. Uh this is the first show of 2021. Isn't Woo. that exciting? Um yeah, things things might get better. <laughs> I haven't decided uh-huh. yet, but they might get better. We'll see. Yeah, but we're here as always. We're going to talk to you guys some Pokémon. And I guess we we could talk to everybody about what's been going on lately. I know what Shamu's been doing, but I'll let Shamu tell everybody what he's been doing. Oh, we've been killing zombies. We've that. been killing zombies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That That's so fun to watch you guys do that. Just seven days to die. Uh... That game's surprisingly fun. It is. It's a very addictive game. It's just like Minecraft, but <laughs> not in a way. Like it, It's uh... it's Left for Dead, but Minecraft. Okay. Yeah, like, if it might be like a modded Minecraft, because there's a lot more things you can do in that than in Minecraft. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. You can be a lot, okay. there's a lot more jank. It's jank. But that's part of the charm. It's jank because it's been in early release on Steam for seven or eight years. <laughs> it's still an alpha. It's like alpha 19. Yeah, like, it's on alpha I, I, I 19. I expect to hit beta at the very least, not still be an alpha. There's wow. so many things that are wrong with it. Like, you can build vehicles in it, right? But And they have these things so you can, uh, they have these modifier slots so you can, like, color things with dyes and make them different color. And so, like, on your weapons, that works just fine. But on the cars, they just haven't put it in there to, like, hey, no, put so, this No, so it doesn't it. change the actual, like, car skin. No, but when no, you it have doesn't. it in your inventory, it changes the color. What? Because yeah. one of the motorcycles yeah. is dyed red. And when you put yeah. it into your inventory, it's actually just, like, a red motorcycle icon. But it's not actually red. What yeah, it's heck? so dumb. <laughs> Yeah, well, they haven't finished the game. It's an early access, okay? God, uh-huh. Seth. 
for seven years. If anybody ever asked me, what do you think a game that's been stuck in early access for seven years looks like? I would have described this game. <laughs> At this point, yeah. <laughs> I would have described that, this game. We'll say that or Cyberpunk 2077. Good God, it's not that. Yikes. Yes. Yikes, yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I finally been playing more of that to myself and like, oh, I see why people were complaining about this. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've just been seeing YouTube. I'd say Cyberpunk is in the same development stage as Seven Days to Die. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the sad part. That's the real sad part. <laughs> they get, they just did the oh, early re- access, but seven years later. I think that the one thing I ran into the most is like you remember old games where they've got like almost like um like the block faces. They're not like yes. squares, but they're like polygonal. <laughs> that happens way more than it should. Oh. Essentially, oh. textures that don't load. It's like, uh, walked into a diner, I just see a bunch of, like, oh my god, am I, like, playing some <laughs> point-to-click adventure? Like, what? Like, what is this? Yeah. It's <laughs> not, not a... And it's, like, it's, it's okay. not, like, a quick, like, boom. It's, uh, takes, like, a good 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Seth? You been doing anything interesting with this new year? Um... That's a whole almost 48 hours old? I know, right? Uh, it's not a whole lot, really. It's been delightful doing nothing. I do finally have a mostly stable Skyrim VR installation. <laughs> I actually managed to play for two hours straight yesterday. Happy Ooh. New Year to myself. Before it finally crashed, just walking through a gate. I don't know what I did, but I mean, two hours in isn't bad. You it's pretty good. I can finally go outside. I had a I had a weird glitch where every time I tried to go outside, it just immediately crashed to desktop. I was so mad. And I ended up restarting mm. that save. So starting oh, from the sucks. beginning, here we are. <laughs> oh well though. I saw that Shamu and Linian got him for Christmas as well. And so now it's making me want to do it. Yeah. But I'm sure my wife would get Join mad. us. Join <laughs> us. I'm sure my wife would get mad. I will Maybe teach you day. the ways. Maybe one day. I've got like another a lot of other things I do. I don't know if I have time for we that. We could just do D and D in VR. No, like, no, 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 no. PTU in re- in VR. We, we, that was the thing that came up because four of us have VR headsets. Sublime's the only one that does it, and he's the DM. What does it matter? He just tells us what to do. We walk around VR chat, and we're like, "Yo, we're gonna play poker." <laughs> God, God, that. I, oh. Yeah, no, I I'm thinking about it now because you guys are doing, and it looks like it's far more affordable now. Yeah. It's, it's not really, that bad. Especially yeah. with the quest finally stuff. dropping. The quest is really that's not bad. Yeah. I think I'm waiting for like there to be a big title on it that's not Beat Saber. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple ones, but the thing is, like, you can really just get the headset for what three hundred, and then you just the, well, it's more still it's like four hundred because you got to get that cord or whatever. To, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To a PC, which is again, I think it's like eighty dollars. It's ridiculously expensive, but I assume it's because of length. Maybe I don't know mm. length, and it has to be a fancy cord. It has to be powered, and it has to do all that kind of stuff so you don't lose frames. Yeah, because that's the I length assume. of the cord does all sorts of crazy things. It's it's a very technical. It's not just a USB extension. It's so what kind of like graphical processor do you need for that though, or have they like lowered the barrier of entry on that? Um. Nah, I don't, I don't exactly know. Yeah, I don't know um, the details. I will say, like, the headset still looks fine. Like, it looks, everything looks good, and, like, anything based on the headset looks... Because, like, I don't have the world's best graphics card, and that's mostly because I play a tycoon game, and that's, like, Thatch's life. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, two-point hospital looks really good right now. Uh, and I'm running on my 1060. Yeah. There's a lot of the games that are self-contained on the headset, like Shamu said, so that's probably, you'd yeah. probably do okay enough. Because like, there's yeah. a couple games they have on there, like, you would really only, like, want the cord if you're going to do something, like, or, like, B 
Beat Saber to mod it and like get songs imported and such. Yeah. That's like, that's the reason why I didn't buy that itself on the headset because I would want to be able to do that. And yeah, it yeah, yeah. games through Steam song. instead of the in-store. Yeah, yeah I, I understand that. I'd have to see what games I'd want to play before I did it. Because I'm sure my yeah. wife would get into it, but then I don't think I'd ever be able to touch my computer again. <laughs> well, that's why that's when you get a couple things for that, too. And if you really want, you can... Well, the one thing I know I got was, like, a desktop simulator. Essentially, you mm-hmm. connect it to your computer, and you can just mess around with your desktop in VR. Yep. Okay, then I'll just put Game Capture HD for my Switch on that, and I'll just play Pokemon. I'll just do that. You can literally put your game capture up Perfect. and put it onto your yeah. VR and just do that. It's not like, it's I'll not just like sit at my VR. desk like an idiot with a VR headset on. <laughs> it's not really VR VR, but it's like, you're looking at a, a piece of, like, you're looking at your screen in the VR. It's not like wrapping around. <laughs> sounds such like a waste. We could troll everybody and say, Thatch plays Pokemon in VR, and it's just your screen reflected. It's the stream, but all it is is it's a camera on me with with the VR yeah. headset still on. Stream it to Twitch, <laughs> or that you could do that, or just have it like sitting next to you. Like you've got the thing running; it's just sitting next to you, not like <laughs> yeah. Oh god! Oh god! Okay, okay. Well, that's a that's a good place to stop. We got some news to talk about, so let's kick it on over to the news. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. The news has a few things in it. First of all, um, the thing that P. McGee is making me talk about is that this is a small milestone for us. This is the 14th year of Puckle. Woo! Yay! Been too long. And at some point this summer, I guess we hit episode 500. I haven't been keeping count, <laughs> so <laughs> I have not been keeping count. I think the idea for that is to like just have like a week of events for the 500th episode, and then the 500th episode is just a normal episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious though, because I I really dislike doing episodes uh, on the pod. I hate doing podcast episodes about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I get no you. need to do it. I really hate doing that because it just feels it feels very egotistical maybe maybe we'll find a, like a really good topic for it or something but it's probably yeah. gonna be it's not gonna be anything special other than maybe the topic will be something interesting Who pokemon knows? insurgents i finally play a fan game <laughs> <laughs> i finally play a fan game and review it <laughs> there, yep that's that's how you, you should can, feel Seth. We'll, do, we'll, we'll rate some uh fan games we'll like do three and like compare them i don't know I don't know. Maybe we'll do something big like that. I like I said, I just really hate doing episodes about the podcast on the podcast because it feels very narcissistic. We used to do them in the past. And yeah. honestly, I think they're fun for the people who are there when we do them like live and stuff like that. But I don't think they're fun for people who aren't there or aren't in the community. So just as a heads up of what's going yeah. through Thatch's head. Maybe there'll be a stream or something to celebrate, but not the yeah. episode itself. Yeah, I think if we do anything, more. maybe we'll do like a charity stream or something big. Maybe. I'll have some good time. We'll discuss. We've got about, what, six months to go? And who knows? Uh, yes, six about months. six months. And that is scary close. Alternatively, we could just talk about Pokedex number 500 Embor the entire time. That sounds like a terrible decision on a lot of levels. I agree. Embor. Let's do Embor. it. It gets scald. It does get scald. <laughs> 
Well, no, it doesn't get anything right now because it's not in the game. It's but not real. It's not a real Pokemon. Embor's not real. <laughs> All right. So the wild area has shifted to now promoting normal and dragon type Pokemon, including both Gigantamax, Snorlax, and Duraldon. This will run until January 31st, unsurprisingly. Yeah, I like that they've been doing that. It's kind of nice if you've missed it, especially if you're if you just got the game for Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice seeing the event one being reran, which is good. I, I still think missed opportunity to just like trickle in Pokemon. I, I'm just waiting for uh, Stardust to be catchable. Yeah. Like give, give yeah. us a catchable Grookey or something, you know, or. Dude, yeah. that was my favorite thing in Gen 6 in the Friend Safari was being able to catch both the Kalos starters and the Kanto starters. That was yeah. cool. In, in the Friend Safaris. I missed that. I also really like Gen 7's way of doing it too with the island scan. Yeah. Oh, well. I like that. Yeah. Seth is like, oh, man, no, I'm sad. Now I'm uh, sad. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> All right. Tell us about the space stream that happened that was very uneventful, in my opinion. It was uneventful, but it was cute. It was kind of kind of nifty where they had like Pikachu in the space station with the guy and they look out the window and there's Rayquaza out there. That was kind of cool. Gen 3 confirmed. I know. Uh, yeah. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it explains the Ores DX thing all over again. Yeah. We're in the prime timeline, not the mega timeline. Dang <laughs> it. Uh, uh, so anyway, in celebration of that, the Space Sunrise thing, everyone can receive a special Pikachu through Mystery Gift on the internet. It knows a couple cool moves. It's got Thunderbolt, Swift, Wish, and Celebrate, and it's holding a Comet Shard. It's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. You can get it through the 15th of January. That's the exciting. The only special move is Celebrate. Because yeah. wish is an egg move, yeah. but it's still nice to get it. Yeah. Celebrate when Z-Crystals come back, so you can Z-Celebrate. Yeah, totally. Right? That's worth it on a uh, Pikachu. Yeah. Not yeah, Light Ball. Yeah, you have an extra, no. an extra Max Guard move now. No. Who needs Light Ball? I don't need my attack doubled. No. You can just celebrate. <laughs> I can just celebrate. Uh, another thing that got uh, released in Japan was Dada the Rude. No, that's technically illegal, so... Yay. It's also not any different than regular Zerud. It's got a pink, fabulous scarf, okay? It's got a cape. It's got style. So maybe if you're like me and never got your trainer newsletter, yeah, right. you could get it that. That's apparently been a problem, too. A lot of people just didn't get their newsletter yeah, for I December. Know. Yeah, me and... too. I'm included in that. I'm very upset about that. Yeah, they aren't sending it <laughs> out, out again anytime soon. So no, <laughs> they just didn't send the newsletter. I didn't get one. I'm so, very oh, upset well. about that. We're going to make. We're gonna fix it. Well, that one so. wasn't even data. That was just plain Zerud, if I remember right. Yeah, no, it was just plain uh, Zerud, but you probably also got like the Ash Ketchum hat, too, with the code. Well, you just need the Rude for that. Do you just need Zerud for that? I'm pretty sure you just need the root. You just show the root to someone and you get the hat. Oh, perfect. Thank God. You okay. don't need the actual event one. I can get as a root. I can make this yeah, happen. Yeah, so there's a way to get the root. <laughs> I can make this happen. All right. In video game battling news, we'll call it news. Well, actually, this one's cool. Uh, Registration is now open for Players' Cup 3 qualifiers, and they will be open until January 14th. The event runs the 15th through the 17th. I am signed up for it already. Heads up. I think I was say if you weren't. And I was gonna Watch out, you. kids. <laughs> Can I give you some smack for it? I did it, and Good. I will be participating. I've been practicing pretty hard for it. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to run. I've been practicing hard for it. Last time I was this hard into it, I did well at that regional, so maybe I could qualify. And that's all I want to do. I just want to qualify. I don't need to win. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to qualify. That's all. Yeah. That way I can be like, maybe I'm okay at this game. <laughs> maybe I'm okay. <laughs> that's all I want to know. But I got to like 15, 1500 on the showdown ladder, so I felt like I haven't done that in a while, but I also haven't grinded ladder in a while either. So I don't know if that's because I'm understanding what I'm doing or I'm just dumb lucky. 
I thought fifteen hundred was yeah, a semi achievement. You might need to get a bit more on that if if comparing that because fifteen hundred, I think it's just like mid range. It's pretty. It's okay. You know what? I'm okay yeah. with being mid range. It's not bad. You see about eighty percent less memes. I could probably make it to sixteen. I, if I pushed, I could probably make it to sixteen. We will see. Also, if you want, the next season of Online Ranked Battle has begun, and we'll continue to use the Series 7 format, which is everything's legal except the box art stuff and mythicals. Series 8 is also expected to arrive next month uh, with whatever that entails. I'm hoping Series 8 is an exciting format, personally. I like Series 6 a lot, where they just ban the top X amount of Pokemon. A lot of people are also mm-hmm. expecting Series Eight to be the GS Cup equivalent, where you uh, can you can bring in like one or two legends. I think it's a little okay, too early for exciting. that, personally. Uh, I, I, whenever I see like, oh, here's legends that are in the VGC format, like like big legends, like oh no, I would be concerned if that's <laughs> happening because that would mean like a new generation's on the horizon as well. That's usually yeah. That's when they're like, we don't care anymore. Go at it. Yeah, pretty much like uh, we yeah. want to destroy our meta. That's like their, like, nuclear option, but, like, they're like, we're gonna launch the missiles. Click. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see that happening for a while. I see they also lengthen how long a series runs right now, because it used to be two months, and Series 7's, like, going for three months. So I can see us getting, like, Series 8 could end up being, like, hey, we banned the top 10 or whatever again for three months, and then Series 9 could be like, we went back. (laughs) (laughs) And then by that time, you're getting, you're getting close-ish to whatever new game is coming out in November. Sigma and I were talking actually uh, last night, and we discussed the possibility of Pokemon not being the Black Friday release this year for mm-hmm. Switch, which would be an interesting concept because Breath of the Wild Two is on that horizon. That you know, I was about yeah. to say, yeah, Breath of the Wild Two would be a better would be a better Black Friday game than Pokemon Shiny Diamond and Shiny Pearl. Maybe they'll actually do they'll make them like Christmas games this year instead of Black Friday. I would prefer it to be like an October release. Personally, oh, I would too. I, I really do enjoy the September October releases that we had, but I could just see them making it a Christmas thing if they really. It might be a little too soon. October might be a little too soon for them. I don't disagree. Uh, let's see though. That is it for our battling news. Also, so I guess we're going to Pokemon Go, and it's short, and I like that. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be pretty quick. So there's a Unovan celebration going on between January 5th and 10th, and it'll have. A lot of common Univan Pokemon. It'll also have Burn Drive Genesect available in five-star raids. And as soon as that's done, it'll be followed by a Sinnoh celebration. Uh, we don't know anything on Hoenn, Johto, or Kanto, so those might be on the horizon. But yeah, Unova and Sinnoh. Hooray. Woo. I'm okay with that. They have to do something to get yeah. you all the Pokemon now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they gotta get them cycled through every once in a while yeah let's take five ten minutes and talk about the battle league no stop why is that still happening (laughs) you don't i was trying to make a bit and you interrupted oh you ruin everything i'm sorry just restart it (laughs) (laughs) and let's take uh five ten minutes to talk about the go battle league awesome although that's your thing too there's a shiny pikachu libre if you use a level 24 for well i think the chance to get a shiny Pikachu Libre is a level 24 thing. Uh, like, when you get to level 24, you get an encounter, and the encounter can be a Pikachu a Libre, but now it can be shiny. Yeah, Yay. there you go. Yeah, that's the thought process. There we go. Yeah. Wow. Excite. 
much. Okay. <laughs> I'll say I'll take the next eight minutes. Uh, in Puckle News, I think everybody should be on the lookout. I think we're going to be starting up a new night for streaming. Uh, I've been doing Thursdays. I haven't done the past two Thursdays because, heads up, they've been holidays. What? I know. Well, holidays in quotes. It's Christmas Eve and then New Year's Eve. But So I, I didn't stream those two days, but I'll be back at it this Thursday, January 7th. I think we're also starting to do things on Tuesdays. I know Claude and P. McGee were going to try to do like a trivia night on the 5th or something like that. So definitely keep an eye on that. I think we're going to try to do a thing on Tuesdays where it's a rotation of co-hosts. So you still have content every Tuesday, but it's a different co-host doing it. And then the occasional Thatch. Boo, Thatch. (laughs) (laughs) Something else I just realized was that. I I feel like a lot resonated with a lot of people. So (laughs) 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 on that note, we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz. Thank you to Mark for reading that. I have been forgetting the past few weeks, but this segment is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for all your nerdy art needs. You can go over there and use code PokeQuiz for 20% off. Ooh. I know. So if you guys are ready to compete for your points, I think Shamu's going to win now. But <laughs> There's a chance. <laughs> the writing might be on the wall. We'll see. Maybe you guys just do really bad this week. I don't know. Am I like at 23 or what was I at? You are at 21. 20, okay. So, uh, so you won't so win this possible. week, but you are signed up for next week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nicely done. No one was signed up. <laughs> well, I think one of was for next week, but then no one else was for like the rest of the yeah. time. So. All right. So let's jump into it. Our first question this week is going to be from Skullmane Banky. What are the two Pokemon lines that tie for the largest base stat total increase in a single evolution? Feebas and Milotic. And Magikarp and Gyarados. That's what I'm thinking. Are those your Uh, final answers? Any qualms? No, no, because Gyarados got a huge bump in two stats, too, and Milotic does the same. I think Feebas and Magikarp have, like, the same base stats. Yeah, and Milotic and Gyarados have the same base stats, just redistributed. Yeah, fair enough. That's your final answer? Sure. Sure. That is correct. Gyarados and Melodic lines with a total base stat increase of 340 when they evolve. Both Magikarp and Feebas have a base stat total of 200, and Gyarados and Melodic both have a base stat total of 540. That makes sense, though, because it's little tiny fishies that grow into something that's good. Into serpentine things, as evolution do. Yes. Uh, All right. We're going to get this next one from the Drunken Magby. What Pokemon yielded the highest possible score from the judges at the Pokemon Bug Catching Contest in Heart Gold Soul Silver slash Gold Silver? Part of me wants to say Pinsir or Scyther. It's one of those two, I'm pretty sure. Or was Heracross in there? I know this answer. and it's, Go on, Thatch. It's only because I've spent way too much time learning how the mechanics of the Bug Catching Contest work. 
<laughs> to win it consistently because there's like one character that if they show up and they're like in the grass you should just like automatically quit because your chance of winning is like 10 percent. <laughs> really yeah wow uh, yeah i think it's scyther because i do remember someone always catching a pincer yeah that's true it's like one of those two and i like Part of me thinking Beedrill, too, but I don't think Beedrill's on that spectrum. I think it's Scyther and Pinsir. I just remember those two blatantly. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning towards Scyther, to be honest. I would, too, just because it's like they're trying to push evolving into Scizor. That's yeah, my that's, that's in-brain justification. Too. Yeah, they came to mind as well. It's either that or Heracross, so I think if we just go with Heracross Scizor... Heracross isn't I think in there. Only, Heracross is only in the uh, headbutt trees. Oh, okay. I'm good with so, Scyther, then. All right, go with Scyther. Scyther is correct. If you get max IVs on a level 14 Scyther, you will have your highest chance of winning the bug catching contest. Highest chance. The chance. It is still a roll. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I think the roll might be based on the IVs, but I think even if you catch it, you and like you optimize all of the circumstances, it's like 80% with the Scyther. Wow. It's dumb. <laughs> bug catching contest mechanics are dumb. All right, your next question is your Pokedex entry question where you get one. If you guys are striding the struggle bus, you get two and your points go down. But you guys are two for two right now. Yay. Our next question is going to be, there are too many McGee's, uh, from G. McGee. <laughs> it's Pokemon Ultra Sun entry reads, This troublesome Pokemon can't wait to evolve, so it relieves its stress by wildly propelling itself around using compressed gas. Who's that Pokemon? It can't wait to evolve, so it just violently moves around using gas. Gas. I know this. I know this. I feel like it's something with a shell that was surprising on how it has compressed gas for some reason, and Shelmet comes to mind for some reason. I don't think that's right, because they have to do weird things to evolve. Shelter? It- No, wait, wait, no, so- what was the wording? It violently... Wildly propelling itself around. Wildly. So I, I kind of think Shelmet because it evolved into a Solgor with the like the wildly moving around. Yeah. It's not Carablast because that doesn't... That just walks around and... Yeah. Shelmet does have those lips. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that plays into this. <laughs> All but... right. Second Pokedex entry. <laughs> <laughs> That was its Ultra Sun entry. Its Pokemon Crystal entry reads, oh. It will not oh. stay still, even while it's a pupa. It already has arms and legs oh. under its solid shell. I know what this is. This is Pupitar. Oh. That's what it is. That sounds right. Pupitar <laughs> is correct. <laughs> I knew it was in my brain somewhere. You guys are three for three. This next set of questions are multi-answer questions. Because two double answers are really hard to come up with, apparently, for our listeners over on Discord. Uh, all, both of the choices I have both have eight answers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because uh, last week I gave Shamu the question with the Battlefront 2 symbols, I'll give you the easier one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there are eight answers to these questions. I guess you've missed a point, so I'll let you go for three here. For the first two you get correct, I will give you one point. For the next two, I will give you one point. And then if you get all eight, I will give you three points. Okay. Okay. In this question, you have to submit all eight of them at the same time, and then we will grade your performance. Okay, so we need to know all of them at once. All yes. right. And so the question is, if a Pokemon were to have every type, 
what immunities would it have? Oh. Oh, God. Hang on. Let me open a note. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? One. <laughs> right? These questions. One, I t- two, three, the other four, one wasn't five, much six, better. Seven, oh, it's, it's not that hard, actually, I don't think. Yeah. Psychic. Psychic? Poison. Ghost. Normal. Normal. Fighting. Oh, electric? Dragon. Right? Electric. Dragon. And ground? Do we say ground? And ground. Is that it? That's it. Yeah, because that's more or less just saying, what What are the... <laughs> what what are types the have immunities? Of- List them. Yeah, that's the exact same question as that. Yeah. You know what? That is true. And all of those are <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, what you guys are six for four. This, Yay. Weakness, uh, <laughs> weaknesses would be way harder. Yeah, the weakness. That's what I thought you were going with. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I wouldn't be uh, able to help that without. Oh, the weaknesses. I don't. I, I think if they have all the types, I think the only weakness you have is rock. I know that's at least one of them. I don't know if that's the only one. I think it's only rock. Uh, but yeah. that, that doesn't matter. That's not what we asked you. So. <laughs> all right. So this next question is your base dead question, as always. You do have, still have the hint. And you have gotten every question correct. <laughs> By technicality. Cool. By technicality. So, this next one is from BAM! What ghost-type Pokemon has the highest base speed stat of all ghost-type Pokemon? Mega Gengar comes to mind at 130. Is that Dragapult no, faster at 142? No, no, we're stupid. 142, Dragapult, and 150 for Spectrier slash Calyrex right, Spectrier, Shadow Rider yeah. form. Yeah, it's the Shadow Rider stuff. Yeah, Shadow Rider, Spectrier. Shadow uh, Rider have... Spectre? Yeah. What What do you mean by no, that? Uh, mean... Blah, blah, blah. Shadow Rider Calyrex. Oh, okay. uh, is that your answer? Um, one fifty. Anything else? Calyrex would be faster than Spectre, or if anything. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Or, I mean or that. equivalent. But I can't think of anything else faster that's a ghost type. Gengar's not at like. Yeah, Mega break. Gengar's one thirty. Dragapult's one forty two. Because Dragapult was the fastest ghost type, I think, until Calyrex. Yeah, I think you're right. Because, again, like, what the next thing above that is, like, stuff like Ninjask, Deoxys, like... Regilecki, yeah. Yeah, I think Calyrex, Shadow Rider, slash Spectrier would be their final. Yeah. And the Spectrier is lower. I don't think it is, but... It is only one Spectrier is one It is only one. Spectrier oh, is, only is one. 130. Then it's Calyrex. Yeah, Calyrex, Calyrex Shadow, Shadow Rider. Calyrex, Shadow Rider is correct with a base speed of 150. Dragapult is in second with 142, and there's a three-way tie between Mega Gengar, Regular Gengar, and Spectre at 130. Regular Gengar is not 130. Is not? 110. Oh, never mind. No. Its special yeah, it's attack like... is 130. Never mind. I've been this. You're correct. Okay, we're done. You got eight points. Be happy. Celebrate. Yeet. <laughs> it won't matter for you next week, Seth, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you got eight points. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Unless Whimsicott really holds Shamu back next week. What are you uh, at now next week? 29? 29. Is that- so in first place, we have Shamu with 29 points. In second place, we have Whimsicott with 21. In third place, we have Seth with 19. In fourth, Yay. is a two-way tie between Linian and P. McGee with Oh, and Sigma. It's a three-way tie with 14 points. In seventh, it's a uh, it's Claude Nine with thirteen points. In eighth, it's Jushiro with eleven. In ninth, it's Sublime with six. And in tenth, it's Basket with Nilch. So uh, tune in next week to see if Shamu can cross the finish line. <laughs> Send in really hard <laughs> trivia questions. He only needs one. So I just need one. Yeah, that's true. It's fair. All right. On that note, we are gonna call it quits on this, and we're gonna kick it on over to the topic.
And we have another iTunes review this week from SuperCadGX. He says, Godly, five stars, best Pokemon podcast ever. Well, thank you for that, SuperCatGX. If you want your review read on the show, just go ahead, drop it on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. We really appreciate it. But until then, we're going on to the topic. And welcome to our topic today. Our topic today is all Pokemon games are created equal. That's not true, but all Pokemon games are good in their own ways. Yeah. This was inspired by an email that we got this week because I always ask you guys to send in emails that have nothing to do with the topic the previous week, and people typically don't. But when they do, and they they are typically bangers because they're actually well thought out. Um, this one came from, uh, I believe, Tia2. Never mind. From Tia2. She wrote in like this really long email about black and white not being like as good as people are hyping them up to be because I don't want to be derogatory, but some person on YouTube, some YouTuber, like, went on about why it's not their favorite game and wrote an essay about it, uh, about, like, how ideals and truths are so abstract and it's really hard to talk about, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm not saying that's, like, the best topic in and of itself. I would say that it's a good, it's interesting to think about from looking at all the games because I would say that every Pokemon game, like, Pokemon games in general are good video games, right? I would say even with, like, all the poop that uh, that Sword and Shield got recently, they're still good video games. Like, it's better than, well, I shouldn't say it's better than Seven Days to Die, because we've played a lot of Seven Days to Die, but it's better than Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> yikes. Uh, hashtag yikes. It's better than something like Cyberpunk, which is unfinished and is a mess. Or uh, it's better than uh, The Lion King on Super Nintendo. Oh, God. So, I, w- I mean, I would say they're good video games in general. I just like to be critical of the things that I love so that I can try to suggest that they be better, right? I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong of people to expect not to expect but to want something, right? Yeah. In regards to video games. I don't think it's wrong to want something, but I think every game, uh maybe except for Gen 1, <laughs> had uh, has done something that I think has made the series progressively better. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think there's a, lo- a couple of them with their flaws, with their own flaws. Like if if we step through it, like Gen 1, I think as a video game on its own without the marketing juggernaut that it had going for it the time because i will say i've said it before and i'll say it again pokemon is the beatles of video games it's just something you're not going to be able to recreate in the same way because of the technology that exists now versus to what existed in 1996 to 1998 yeah i would agree with that that makes sense for those of you at home who don't know because that's just that's likes old music because he's weird i'll second that the uh, the beatles had a bunch of albums from like i believe 1960 to 1964 maybe 1962 to 1964 they had a couple of albums and they were only in england at the time and because there's no internet in the 1960s there wasn't like music sharing going on as much between the uk and the u.s so the beatles came over to the u.s in 1964 and they put out meet the beatles that album the famous meet the beatles album it was pretty much just like a greatest hits album (laughs) yeah the beatles took the u.s by storm because they hit the top charts like immediately because they already took all the stuff they already like tested over in england and i would say the same thing's true about pokemon because the internet wasn't as prevalent in the 90s as it is now or even in the 2000s and so pokemon became uh big over in japan and they made an anime for all this other stuff and they're just like what if we released all of that at once in the u.s Basically, yeah, because like that's that what and this show and the trading card game all came out kind of in the same year, right? Yeah, it all happened pretty much simultaneously. Like it all happened within, I think, six sixish months. Yeah, everything and dropped just at the came same out, time. Blew up and just boom. And then Golden Crystal, pardon me, Golden Silver came out like two years after that immediately, yes. or or one year even. I don't know, it was t- well, it came out a year later in Japan, but it was two years yeah. later in. It came out year two thousand for the U.S. I believe. Yeah, and ninety eight was the games. 98 was, uh, it, so it came out in 96 in Japan, 98 in the US, and then 
that was a red blue slash red green yeah yellow version came out in japan i believe in 98 and yellow version came out in 99 in the u.s and then gold and silver came out in 2000 in the u.s but gold and silver came out in 99 in in japan Mm -hmm. it's a it's a very weird timeline until we sync up releases right yeah which i love i love not having to figure out the english names after i've memorized the japanese name i still accidentally call ferrothorn natare every now and again I still I miss those days a little bit and I don't I think I'd rather have what we have now but I admit, there's like a part of me that misses the nostalgia of being of staring at pokemon that don't quote unquote exist to me yet. <laughs> yeah, for like 6 months until I get them. I I kind of miss that. Uh I also really miss the hype because I mean I remember I was in 3rd grade, well, I think 2nd grade technically when Pokemon came out or 3rd grade, I forget which one. Um I know I played it a lot in 3rd grade. When Pokemon came out in third grade, it was really hype. It was really cool. Then fourth grade happened and like you get all these magazines that were essentially just grabbing all. It was the Internet before the Internet. Yeah. And they were grabbing information from Japan and stuff. They would be like, oh, by the way, breeding's happening in Pokemon's in the next Pokemon games. You're just like, whoa, what? That's crazy. And it's just because they played a Japanese copy of Gold and Silver or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and but like my fourth, my nine to ten year old brain is just like, that's so cool. That's amazing. That's amazing. This is, I can't believe they're getting such cool information. Where did they ever get it? You can kind of get that feeling with card games now, though, like. A little bit. Like, like Magic isn't really it, but like, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, like, Japan gets stuff like, what, six months, again, seems like six months ahead of us. Like, if not a little longer. I think it's three now. I think it's down to three. three. I think their sets, I think their sets are like three months before our sets. I might be thinking more Yu-Gi-Oh, because Yu-Gi-Oh takes a while still. Yeah, the Pokemon stuff, they usually have them in smaller sets. Like, we have a giant Mm -hmm. set every three months. They have two or three small sets in between the times that we have our giant ones. So we're Mm -hmm, seeing little bits and pieces. Like, Vivid Voltage is a mix of two of the Japanese sets put together. So we get little bits like that. Which is kind of is the same. I I miss that a lot. Like if I want to if I want to be nostalgic, like that's the kind of stuff I miss. But go, going back to the games and like the generations, I think so. Like Gen One is the foundation, not a great one in my opinion. <laughs> it's broken. It's good enough. It's very broken. Yeah. It did the job. That's all it I did care about. The job. About. I think they fixed all of the issues Gen One had in Gen Two. I think it, most, if not all. Uh, most, if not all. They, like I maybe they missed one or Other two, but they the fixed most style. of it. Like the the whole ghost type fiasco yeah thank god thank you for fixing that they also started balancing the game a little bit more with the steel and the dark type well gen 2 added a lot steel and dark type which is pretty good big and didn't they also add the special defense stat they split special yeah they added special defense uh they got rid of special that was huge because one stat for special is dumb yeah the special stat was what made gen 1 really broken there's some type inconsistencies moves didn't really work the whole leash the toxic thing is a thing too where like they stack they they also did day and night which was uh really big i think in terms of playthrough i really like day and night in terms of playthrough the thing that they added that is gone for the most part now it's kind of back in sword and shield and it comes back in waves um in little places but i really miss the day of the week thing (laughs) that's probably the animal crossing player in me more than anything It was okay for some things. I miss things like the bug catching contest. I miss that. I, I miss the little we're things back to here this. and there. Yeah, we're back I to that. Bug catching, yeah. I, I do miss a lot of the little random side events you can do. Like, again, yeah. like bug catching. That was a fun thing. So, hear me out. I, I I definitely said this, like, maybe a year, year and a half ago. I think it'd be really cool if they had a bug catching contest slash bug casting contest equivalent, and we could join in it together and compete against each other. 
that would be cool i think that would be cool i mean i think dynamax adventures are the are the ultimate co-op but i think that would be much more fun co-op i think that'd be fun co-op too (laughs) yeah catching contests essentially because they had the whole thing with uh was it pal park like they had a point thing for pal park for some reason like yeah that confused me items maybe i don't remember if they gave items after it but it was like no i think it was just points i think it was just points it was really confusing what like no but could you imagine if we did just like a like a catching contest of some sort would be cool like if we competed with pal park catches or something that'd be kind of cool like friend safari would have been the way to do it too in a way like that Mm -hmm. kind of like here's a little bit of grass try to catch what you can catch but the only thing that with friend safari they're based on type which is a little not exactly but i don't know i'm just kind of waiting for the moment where like it's semi mmo and we could be in the same game quote unquote together yeah and we could just do like a catching contest it was kind of cool in sword and shield seeing other people quote unquote yes. and going through walls and things like that and mm-hmm. walking off edges so you're kind of <laughs> where they are but i mean it would be really there, i think it would be really cool if it were be like hey you guys want to get together into the wild area and do these things together yeah mm-hmm. to be fair i think pokemon needs to come up with the content that are these things but yeah okay i digress yeah. we're, we're trying to talk about what each game brought to the table and we're talking about wish lists and wish lists are good uh <laughs> <laughs> gen 2 brought a lot of good stuff i think gen 3 brought even more good stuff my personally. favorite well they brought abilities which is really big yeah ability was a big thing they also brought like the modern competitive frame like the modern competitive framework like evs and ivs as we know them now came in gen 3 they yeah like that's how we we had with the caps with how they worked essentially like well because yeah. the old ev system was stupid yeah I agree. remember right in gen 2 you technically could get 99 evs in yeah. a stat if I remember right, they just kept going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, it's just the fact that you couldn't get them post-level 100. You had to do it as you're leveling up. There are some issues in yeah. Gen 3 with that. I would say, like, everything that touched that afterwards is just kind of in, like, minor tweaks. Yeah, like, Gen 3 was the major, like, competitive frame, as you said. And then yeah. afterwards, they're just fixing stuff here, and they're like, oh, we'll add this and, like, mm-hmm. make this a little easier. And as it's, like, get ahead a bit, too. Like, Gen 8, like, mastered that, essentially. Like, Gen, oh, 8, ma- like, Gen, hey, Gen 8, Gen 8 has, I think, is almost the epitome. Uh, there's, like, two things that I think I would want. But then, other than that, it's just the epitome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was really cool. I yeah. think Gen 3, in ter- terms of being a game, was a good game. I think it was fantastic. I always give it crap, but that's mostly my nostalgia brain going, oh, man, I can't transfer my Pokemon from red and blue. Yeah, it's just the transferring thing that gave Gen 3 a lot of flack. With like, yeah. hey, you gave us all the stuff in Gen 2, and then you take it all away. It's like, it kind of makes sense, too, in a way. Because, like, okay, Gen 2 is a lot, and to add all that, and add all everything yes. in that on yes. a new console technically well like you're you're converting the pokemon from one data set to a new data set on top of that it, it, it was yeah. a pain in the butt and cross-generational links between the game boy color and the gba were i don't think i don't think anybody else did that yeah yeah so it was already like they had to cut something there was no there was no avoiding it unfortunately i agree with that and i think they they semi made up for it i'm gonna say semi yeah. because you had to buy a lot of games to make up for it. <laughs> yeah yeah later on you did like well at the very end of it we only had to get like one or two but now it's like but up to like getting from here further on you needed to get a lot of stuff like you need to get coliseum you need a gen you 3 techni- you needed- okay so you technically didn't need coliseum and xd oh right no you needed emerald you could do it with leaf green fire red and emerald because if yeah, you actually look at sure. the random Gen 2 Pokemon that they, like, threw into those, because you were missing a lot of Gen 2 Pokemon. Yeah. Emerald fixed a lot of it because of the they added Narrative Safari Zone, which unlocked after you beat the game, if I remember mm-hmm. right. And then also, if you completed the decks, you would get a Johto starter. 
Yep. But the big issue then is you have to do that, do that three, three times. times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like we had, well, actually we did have a, we did have a bank program, but it wasn't bank. It was Pokemon Box. Dude, that thing's so hard to get. I have that thing. I'm so happy I have it. Do still. you, dude, that thing's worth, I think last time I looked, it's like a thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I, let me double check. Let me double check. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't that expensive, but it was crazy. It might be like, sealed. I, I was thinking about buying myself a copy, right? Yeah, it was. Like, it was rare, because it came with that, and it came with, the uh, Dude, it was it so hard to get. special memory card. I have that, too, somewhere. I was wrong. It is not, uh, it is not $1,000. It is only, only $725 I can get it for right now. Wow. Yeah. On, on eBay. Yeah, dude, <laughs> it's so, well, it's such a rare game, because it was so hard to get at the time. I don't know how I got it. I'll be honest, I don't remember. I think I just got it for birthday or Christmas or something, or it's just something that was yeah. announced. It's like, oh, I want that, and I got it. Yeah, it, it's just it was just so hard to get uh, because it was a very limited release, and it, oh my gosh, it's such a pain in the butt to get. <laughs> I I want to get one before it goes up too much higher. I, I'm gonna think about it because it's such a it's such if like if a, you're gonna get it to at this point, you might want to look at this. It seals probably be a lot more, but I would look to see the difference in sealed because like I don't know that I would want sealed per se because I will want to use it like I. I will want to use it. I'll be a horrible person and like connect a GBA and like dump things into it. It's not worth it. It doesn't. It had one good thing. We already have it now. So you're absolutely the one, correct. The one I thing will that was still good do it. for was Eastbeed Zigzagoon. That was the only thing you got from it. And now we already have it again. Isn't that just an egg move now? Yes. Yeah, they fixed it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, know, I remember this because for one of the advent calendars, we did the East Beat Zigzagoon, and I had to figure out how to make that PKA. Yeah. It was a pain in the butt. I remember that. I want to throw one thing out that Gen 3 added that really changed it for me, which is going to sound really, really stupid, but YOLO. Um, the coloring. Yeah. You know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Not only in like the game itself, because that just completely changed my world. Like seeing your reflection and the colors being actually filled in instead of in the the Game Boy color. <laughs> the ray tracing in in uh, in in Sapphire and Ruby was great. Ray tracing, uh- <laughs> but also like Sugimori's art style completely changed from two to three, and I, I did. personally hate hate the washed out original Pokemon art that is in those they, original they ones. were much more vibrant i i like ugh. the style i don't know if i like how some of them look in the old style but i do like that like whiting on some of them that's really i, I do hate like that. that so to a degree. much some pokemon look better than others mm. ugh. like i was one of the most things one of the things i was most excited for with heart gold soul silver was the new official sugamori art that came with each pokemon mm. because it wasn't that in yeah, my opinion washed garbage washed out original art style holy moly and like Fire red, leaf green had them redone. So, like I said, really stupid, superficial, but that's something that really holds a lot to me. And you guys know I'm you got you've made fun of me before for making teams with primarily cool colors and no warm colors. But I also think that the sprite work. Honestly, this is a hot take. I think some of the sprite works better than the 3D models we have. I agree. Yeah, mostly because of that coloring issue. Like you said, I think the biggest example of this is just lantern. Like yeah. if you look if you look at Lantern's sprite art, he's very bright, vibrant. He's very blue. He's very yellow. 
and then once yeah. he makes the makes the jump to 3D, he just kind of looks washed out. And I think that's a, that's faded. the case with a lot of the older Pokemon. They just kind of got washed out in the 3D. And then there's the whole sky battle issue, which let's not I'm even talk not. about the sky battle that has Ugh. just ruined a lot of things for a long time. Yeah. Also, they, for all the modeling and animation issues that they were claiming for Sword and Shield, then why didn't we fix that? Zatu <laughs> still just floats there. Zatu and Scarberry and all like oh and my god, Scarberry anything with wings. Okay, okay, moving on. Gen 4, cool, physical special split. I personally think the game's fun, minus the pacing of the battles. (laughs) Another thing I'll throw out is, um, like, the rotating nostalgia. Like, I remember prior to Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, kind of in the Gen 4 going Mm -hmm. into whatever days everyone hated gen 3 like it was the least favorite generation oh by it happens far. a lot it happens a lot as time went on it got to like oh a gen 3 really needs a remake because it was my favorite or whatever and all that kind of stuff it was the thing of like people who started with it got to the point where they were older and they wanted to play it again and this is yeah. actually, it's, i think it's it a little bit more nuanced than that because like i've been thinking about this for a while because we always have that rotation and everybody always comments on it and like joe merrick's like oh now it's time for everybody to love gen 6 haha <laughs> exactly I, I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that because i i still hold a theory that in terms of pokemon it takes time for something to feel like a pokemon in terms of the designs and on top of that i would even say that with the games themselves i would say that people have issues with that also i don't think i think the cycle's kind of broken because i've never heard anybody like really poop on gen 6 for being bad during gen 7 just throwing that out there right yeah if anything gen 6 was kind of short but there's a lot to it that was very it, it worked in the long run i think i i think i feel the same way about gen 6 as i do about gen 8 i'll, I'll say that gen 5 didn't really do anything by the way <laughs> it was kind of boring animated sprites it gave us animated sprites <laughs> yay i thought i thought it had a good story i thought the story was better i consider black and white 2 to be a good story because of also the fact that they built it up with the perp like black and white one story and it yes. was a continue like the whole continuation and the whole thing of the like the whole gen 5 story as a whole is great but the first round was just terrible i think the first round didn't go well because i think they had a really cool concept and they didn't want to follow through on it yeah the whole cool like oh we're gonna do a whole new 151 but it's like Stupid. oh that that was bad that was dumb that was <laughs> not good like okay no zubat sure oh we got spoobat it's another bat like it was like i felt like everything was being compared to something else like oh that's trubbish guess what that's grimer i would say a lot of the ideas weren't original they gave us a new 150 pokemon but the 150 yeah. pokemon weren't cool i think my favorite ones are the ones that are actually original out of gen 5 like zebstrika i really like zebstrika out of gen 5 yeah Volcarona, Hydreigon, Volcarona, those things. Oh, the the yeah. interesting ones, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, yes, Simiseer, Peak Pokemon. Not Geodude 2. <laughs> Roganrola. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Roganrola, Timber. And Black and White really felt like they just threw out a game. Because mm-hmm. there was nothing, like, once you beat the game, you were done. Yeah, once you beat the Elite Four, there was still, like, half the region to go. It's, like, a third, if not even that. And it wasn't okay. even that. But There's that's still cool. There. I like that. It was cool. I like the concept of it. I do like having an extra area to explore post-game. But that area was not that much. No, it wasn't exciting. It was nice. At all. But you had one city that was just empty. Yes. Oh, Black City and White Forest. Both of those were dumb. Empty. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, in Black and White 2, they fixed a good amount of that, too. It's like, he here this area, too, as well as, like, more stuff to do and more, like, they add, they added more to it, which made it a better game. There's more bulk to it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I think Black and White 1, you just had, like, the champions, like, the battle tower essentially equivalent and like white forest and then union square what was it called 
Uh, oh, you're thinking of Joint Avenue. You're thinking of Joint Avenue. Joint Avenue, Avenue is what it was called. I don't know what it was called for that one. Joint Avenue like, is better. It was just like, okay. They did a cool thing. It's like the achievement. I thought that was a very cool thing. I wish they'd bring us back something like that. Like a little, like, here's a list of achievements you can do to get a bat. Like, in Sun and Moon, they had the little stamps in the book. Like, a little achievement tracker type thing. Yeah, I, no, I, they didn't I do really like that. Do I do like that. But I do like the option of like, oh, I can play, I can beat this. Well, if I beat this game, I can play the guy on a hard mode. Yeah. That was the coolest thing they did, then took it away. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they that's like, took it away. like, okay, you got to realize, yep. yeah, you have a lot of kids, but you also have older fans that want a more challenging game. Yeah, but they don't, they don't care about us at that point. They're blind if they don't know that at this point. <laughs> yeah, but they're blind to the 19 million copies of Sword and Shield that they sold. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's not even that hard for them to do. It's just like, okay, modify some levels, give them some more moves, and just, like, use a better AI, I guess, to a degree. Like, just make the AI a bit different, which that might be the hardest part of all of it. What is switching? I don't know. Yeah. Gen 6, I thought, was good. They gave us 3D models, which is for better or worse. Yeah. Overall, I think it was good. I think the story was very bad. The story was meh. I don't like that the legends were just batteries for a gun. Yes. I wanted their story, especially with as cool as their Pokedex entries are, like the Pokemon of life, the Pokemon of... Not death, but destruction. It really felt like there was more that they wanted to do with X and yeah. Y than they got to do. Yeah. Yep. Again. Part of, I think part of that was the jump to 3D, which a lot of, that's why a lot of us forgave it for what it was. The jump to 3D was a lot of work. That, at that point, honestly, like now people look at it and they're just like, yeah, Pokemon's in 3D. That's how it worked. Like when Gen 6 was like, oh, it's going to be in 3D. Oh man. That was like something that people that had been wanting huge. for the longest time. Yeah, it was. And the thing, you got to think that that's a, a big huge deal. amount of work to take a 2D drawing and make it into a 3D model for mm-hmm. all the Pokemon. Like, Sword and Shield is a bit different from that, but, like, you have to take... How many Pokemon do we have? We had, like, 600 at that point? 649, I want to so say. All of those, get the drawings, and make yep. and somehow make that into a 3D model. It was a lot of work. That takes yeah. a lot of work and a lot of time. Yeah, no, like, the, and they, they had a completely there, separate company do it. Like, that was all Creatures. Yeah. Creatures just spent, like, two years doing that. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work. It did a lot. I mean, good on them. I think they planned for more to happen in Gen 6, but they wanted to get Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire out, which I think are honestly good games. I think Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire are really good. I love them. But then again, I'm yeah. a Gen 3 sucker anyway, so I, of course I love them. So without being a Gen 3 sucker, like, I think that they are fantastic in terms of content that they have. Even yeah. without having the Battle Frontier, I think the content that's in them, and also as a remake, adding in the Delta episode, I thought was just fantastic in yeah. and of itself. Mm-hmm. I like having something at the end to do. Like, Sword and Shield kind of had that, but it, well, I didn't really... I don't know. It wasn't the best. I want to be completely honest. I think if you're a Pokemon game, doesn't have a good... Like, as much as I dislike people who shiny hunt on Twitch and stuff like that... Well, I shouldn't say dislike. I, I don't get the draw of people, like, wanting to watch that with you. But, like, I get wanting to shiny hunt on your own and do stuff like that to be like, I did this, I got this. I think if your game doesn't have a good shiny hunting method, it's hard to say it's got something good going in the post game Because typically yeah. the shiny hunting methods get latched on to other things as well, like being able to go catch things with good stats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They've been better with that now, too. Yeah. They're trying to make it like, oh, if you're doing this, you're going to get a good Mon, you don't want to get a shiny that's complete garbage, you know? Exactly. So I, I really like that that kind of thing has happened. I still think Dexnav is my favorite by far. It requires some skill to do it. <laughs> they completely scrapped the Pokey Esalon. That was a 
fun mini game thing from that Dark was Crystal true. Silver. That's true. I remember doing that. I like, getting all the gleaves or whatever to make the crown. It's like a little side thing. Like I do remember doing that. I like contests. That's a thing. Did Gen Seven add anything? I don't even know what Gen Seven added. I think it, it gave us bottle Battle caps. Royale. Nah. Bottle caps are great, honestly. Bottle caps are great. They were a good addition. They needed to happen. I think it also tried to take Pokemon to a new direction with like trying to be more story heavy, but I think it was just handholdy the entire time. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't like bestseller. But it was it, it was better than the worst, which is yeah. good. Yeah. That's true. It added the timeline difference where there's the Mega and the Prime timeline <laughs> with the Delta episode specifically. It's like, oh, Mega Evolution never existed. I was thinking Gen 7. Yeah. No, the, the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire is Gen 6. Am I stupid? Oh yes. my gosh, I am. I think Gen uh, Gen 7 didn't do too much other than Volokas and ruined the meta with Tafu Koko. Uh, Gen 8, I will say, like in the current timeline, I feel the same way as I do about Gen 6, because I think Gen 6's meta was very balanced. It was very fun, and I thought Megas were a really good way to shake it up. And I would say the same thing about Gen 8. Dynamax is really fun in the officially supported formats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. And they made getting competitive Pokemon super easy. Oh, they did. They fixed goodness. the competitive issue, which is like the bar to entry for competitive was terrible. I remember in Gen Five breeding stuff. Yeah, you could lock in one IV and a nature, and okay, cool. Yeah, you just, you it. generally just went for like Good the luck. two IVs you would need, like attack or speed or both or whatever. Like or like if you had a yep. attack, like a, a wall, you would just go for HP and that defense stat, and just, yeah, that was mm-hmm. there. I was thrilled. I remember I spent hours trying to get a Scraggy because that was among my favorites at the time because yep. it was funny and bulky and haha dragon dance shed skin rest funny funny mm-hmm. and i remember i was tickled when i got a max speed max attack scraggy and i just i didn't care about the other stats i didn't even want to know again gen 5 breeding was the birth of rhyhorn steakhouse yeah <laughs> i still remember that i remember i i think it was a three i finally got like a 331 iv rhyhorn and then it got stolen because <laughs> again, this was years ago. This was years ago when I was trusting of people. <laughs> uh, I don't miss those days, but I think Gen Eight no. was good in that regard. I think the story was they, really they fixed bad. A lot of it. I mean, there there have been some bad things in Gen Eight, but I, I think yeah. in terms of competitive entry, they've done a very good job of that. They did yeah. very good with that. They gave us a good post game with like Dynamax adventures and raids and stuff. I like, would say the DLC was fantastic. The DLC, the DLC yes. was good too. Fantastic. That, like, you gave us like the big like Pokemon needs to have a good like initial like kind like. You need to have the good base set. Like, the story should be okay. Or at least, like, I can enjoy playing through it. And then you need a post-game. If you don't have a post-game, the game, honestly, in my opinion, is just garbage. Yeah. Like, cause, okay, yeah. I beat the game. What do I do? Yeah. I just shelf it? Pokemon's not like a typical RPG where, like, when you're done with the story, you're... It's not like Zelda, where, like, once you beat it, you're done. Yeah. It's just the fact that, like, what am I leveling things up for? Just yeah. to have them, essentially? Is what it, like... It, that's what it came down to some older games. Like, Gen 8 is like, oh, I can level these mods to do some more mm-hmm. adventures. Or, or not adventures, but, like, raids. I can use them for here. Like, there's actual, like, I feel there's more stuff to use those Pokemon 4 other than just, like, battling online. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I like when there's more things to do in the game when you're done. More things to accomplish. Like, I, I would even say with the DLC outside of the raids, I would say even the uh, Galar Star Tournament, even though it's yeah. it's just an echo of something greater <laughs> of a pastime. Yeah, it's just an echo. It's it's at least something. Like, it's, yeah. The echo of something much greater. <laughs> we got DLC, so you've got something to level those Pokemon up for, mm-hmm. to use these things for, like, even though if you're going with 100, you're going to steamroll it. It's just still like, 
hey, mm-hmm. I have these things for this. Yep, yep. It's uh, it's a time. <laughs> but yeah, I would say everything's done something good. Yeah. I would never say that every Pokemon game is bad. I would say that they're all different. Yeah, they're they're all different. Every there were there's there's like costs to some things too. That's how it kind of happens. Like you get a lot of good stuff, but there's a cost. That explains a lot of things, right? And they've they've been making it better as they get uh some of them are a bit worse than others, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but they're trying to make everything like they're trying yeah. to keep everything as they go on or improve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I think this is a good place to stop. This is a long one. Yeah. yeah. We've been at this for a bit. <laughs> let's, uh, let's kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode then. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 473, Mamoswine, the twinned tusk Pokemon. I sound like an auctioneer. It looks strong, and that's exactly what it is. As the weather grows colder, its ice tusks grow longer, thicker, and more impressive. Wait, they're ice tusks? The tusks are made of ice. That's why it's an ice type. As a matter of fact, they are. As they are. Tusks made of ice. Aha! You can use them to cool your drinks. Mamoswine's always been kind of good as a Pokemon. I would, I would, I would say it's been like a solid B tier forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's it's got a massive amount of HP. It's got a high attack. It's got a ground. It's got yeah. stab ice. It's got stab ice, stab ground. Both very good offensive types. Both very good offensive types. Ice only being and especially I think good ice together. typing is the only weak part because defensively that sucks. But yeah, 110 HP, 130 attack, 80 defense, 70 special attack, who cares? 60 special defense, that's bad. And 80 speed. 80 speed is like that magic number, I tell you, man. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. Well, you care about that special attack for freeze dry. Yeah, for freeze dry, that special attack can actually be worth something outside of, in like OU that's environments. True. That's, that's true. I agree with that. Well, you might you might see it as like a tech in VGC, where you, where you can hit like water types because, oh, what am I going to do to Tapu Fini? And that's what you do. But I think earthquake the crap out of it. Yeah, earthquake's not bad. Uh, it was great to catch Rotom Wash on this on the Switch that think they're safe. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I I see other Pokemon use it. Typically, Nine Tails they'll run freeze dry, but in in VGC. But mm-hmm. this team with this Mamoswine is actually really good. I I'm a big fan of this. This team, for those of you who are unaware, this Mamoswine um got a. Uh, what is it? It got this team got ninth place overall on the VGC Battle Stadium single or Battle Stadium doubles ladder. So just like overall in December. <laughs> yeah. Ninth place team. Crazy. It it looks it's actually really fun and really cool. We didn't talk about which Pokemon anybody's gonna take, so I'm gonna just steal some first. I'm gonna steal my That's two fine. favorite. Uh one being the Mamoswine itself. Uh with Focus Sash, it's got Oblivious as an ability. Thank God, because Oblivious got that buff this gen. Yeah, no more Intimidate drop. No more Intimidate. It's great. It's fantastic. Good for you, Mamoswine. It also can't be confused. G-Max Smite. <laughs> I hate G-Max Smite uh, <laughs> from Hatterene. <laughs> it's got 4 HP, 252 attack, 252 speed. Makes sense. Jolly Natured, Earthquake, Ice Shard, Protect, Icicle Crash. Now that Ice Shard is really important because you do pair this up with the Whimsicott a lot of the times. So that's holding an eject button, so you know it's coming. It's the ability has Prankster. Um, the EV spread is specialized for things that I don't know. 188 HP, 52 special attack, 12 speed, or special defense, and 252 speed. Timid nature. It's prankster, so you, you do things like helping hand, tailwind. You also have switcheroo, which I really like. 
because you can switch a ruin eject button onto a Dynamax Pokemon if they're gonna if you can tell your opponent's going to Dynamax turn one, and you can ice shard them with Mamoswine and just not have a Dynamax Pokemon to worry about. <laughs> it's so funny. It's really good. Again, talking about before, it's really good for like Colossal, Colossal, and like Regigigas. Those are the two things. Those are the two because right now those are the two biggest. Um, heavy hitters in vgc one because the top two teams in the last players cup ran those they one was a colossal team one was a regigigas team and both of those typically don't run in dd which is something to keep in mind if you're going to try to do this like oh i can tell they're going to trick room and then bring out and then like gmax had or something like that and there's a ndd on the field uh ndd will typically follow me so the switcher will actually go to the ndd so keep that in mind and with psychic train it would block the ice shard too yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't even work because it's like a terrain. Exactly. So you have to watch out for things that lead with Ndidi for that. But in terms of like the Regigigas, which typically starts Weezing Regigigas, we- Weezing's not redirecting. So you can switch a Ruin Ice Shard the Regigigas, not have to worry about it the rest of the game. I would just, just say be, be wary for Psychic Terrain. Yes, be very wary for uh, Psychic Terrain. Mostly, I still think Ndidi's the problem, not so much Tapu Lele. Ndidi but... has Psychic Terrain, so it is the problem no matter what. But eventually we'll yeah, get yeah. Lele, too. Well, they do have Lele. Lele exists right now. Oh, is it in there still? Oh, so we have Lele to two degree. So it's just, just again, suck terrain and follow me abusers. It's just, Ndidi does a better job than Lele. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to fear Spectre Earth. Like, that's one thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Ndidi does better because Ghost Type has gotten such a buff because, um, not Payback, but uh, what's that one move that everybody used to use? Pursuit is gone. Yeah. Yep. So Ghost Types are good again. But it works. It works really well. Um, like like we said against Regigigas and Colossal, which I think are the two most popular leads in terms of just like Dynamax Turn One Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Mm. I I think it, it's a lot of fun to use. I've done it myself a couple of times with this team. <laughs> I I really like. I might run this for Players Cup. I haven't decided, but I might. It has a good enough attack that I might get you far. I don't know if it'll win you the whole thing, but it might. Uh, I'm not trying to win the whole thing. I just want to qualify, and I think it might get me to qualify. <laughs> It probably will, because again, as we said before, like, Colossal and Regigigas were the one that won last player's cup. You know, a lot of people are going to try to take that and win this one. Yep, exactly. So, I don't know who wants to take two more, but you can take two more. Next one is Nihiligo holding a power orb. You know, not power orb. Wow, power herb. Oib. Unprofessional, Seth. Power oib. (laughs) And it's got (laughs) beast boost. We we can't read. I can't read, remember? We're guessing this whole time. I see the picture, and I'm guessing what I see. There's a leaf. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's level 50. It's got 4 HP, max special attack, max speed with a timid nature. For those who need to know, that increases special attack with Beast Boost, because Nihiligo's special's bonkers. It's got Meteor Beam, Sludge Bomb, Substitute, and Protect. So, you meteor, Meteor Beam, go even crazier... Keep stacking those special attack boosts early and sludge bomb everything else in the way. Sub and protect mm-hmm. as needed. Other Pokemon is Galarian Moltres holding a weakness policy. The ability is obviously Berserk. Level 50, four, max special attack, max speed, dump the other one in HP. Modest nature. You kind of need it with its a little bit low special attack. Uh, but it's got Fiery Wrath, Air Slash, Taunt, and Nasty Plot. And the cool thing about that, if you can activate the weakness policy, that'll likely put you below 50% health, so that'll also mm-hmm. activate Berserk. So you'll just be sitting at a pretty plus three, possibly a plus five if you Nasty Plotted. I've gotten to plus five with this one before. Yeah. <laughs> like in one turn, you can get to plus five, and then next turn you Fiery Wrath everything to death. 
Well, it's that too, and the fact that you're it's a Dynamax target, so you have air slash to boost your speed. Y- yeah, you can yeah. always you can always go big and get a speed boost too. You technically have max darkness to get above plus five in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like lower their special defense, and then you just hit harder yeah. each time. Yep. Galarian Moltres is probably my favorite Pokemon in VGC right now. It's really, fun. I didn't. I enjoyed it for some early. Yeah, fully. it is probably my favorite Pokemon. It works really well. It it's very. I don't want to say it's very splashable, but it feels very splashable. It is very splashable. No, it, it, that's the word for it. I I haven't seen anything that's been able to Oko it without getting boost. Yeah. yeah, low key. I'm looking at it for draft league. <laughs> <laughs> not not gonna lie. It's very good in VGC. It would be good with the typing as well, like a decent special defense. You can make it yeah. Work. Yep. Decent. It's like 125 special defense. It's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also on this team, though, you've got a, a G-Max Cinderace with an assault vest, the its ability. Yeah, level 50 Gigantamax, of course. Max attack, max B jolly, dump the rest in special defense. And you run bounce, pyro ball, high jump kick, iron head. It's pretty standard move pool. Like, nothing special. Yeah. Uh, then you've got Spectrier with a life orb with, uh, 28 HP, 148 defense, 140 special attack, 4 special defense, and 188 speed. Tim and Nature, Hyper Beam, Mud Shot, Shadow Ball, Taunt. And that speed, it gets it to outspeed base 121s. Yes. Yep. So I guess you're just trying to go in. I don't know what has 121 exactly. I'm going to find out. We're going to find out. Tornado uh, <laughs> for one thing. I don't know what that defense stat's for because I don't think Spectre has one. The defense stat I can't figure out. The HP is for a life orb number so that you can use yeah. it 11 times instead of 10. Yes, that is true. I just don't know what the defense CVs are for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It puts it at exactly 99 defense. I don't know what that's good for. I, yeah, I don't, I assume it just, it doesn't need all the special attack. It doesn't need all the speed. So you just kind of give it a little bit more bulk to survive random things. It probably doesn't need all the special attack. That's definitely for sure. Because the thing, like, again, like, I don't think, I, I assume none of these will make the difference of, like, one-shotting or two-shotting. Like, it's probably, I assume everything's going to two-shot no matter what. Base 121s, and I think the only one of, of honorable mention in this case is Naganadil. Um, it outspeeds Naganadil. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Yeah, Naganadil has a base 121. Right, oh. yeah. And Tornadus is also base 121. They're in Tornadus, but nobody's running that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of. I keep thinking Naganadil's like 126. <laughs> also so technically Boltuned. Oh, wow. That's it. It might be like Scarf Base 80s, maybe. I don't know if that outspeeds them. I don't think it does. Actually, it's not as I say it, but... Uh, no. I do not know <laughs> off the top of my head. It wouldn't be 80s. Like that. But it outspeeds Naganadel, which has been yeah. a pretty big threat. That's probably I, it, I then. assume it's just... It doesn't need all the special attacks, so they just put the base bare minimum to, like, essentially... Yeah. Because I, su- I assume it's not the difference between a one-shot and a two-shot, unless there's something running weird spreads. Mm-hmm. Well, you also you also get, like, the scary nay. Uh, yeah. So he, he's just gonna he's just gonna steamroll. Yeah. yeah, you just you just dynam. If they're Dynamax Mon too, you just like get mm-hmm. like lead with it. You essentially use it to do as much damage as possible. And then you, you lead, go big, punch around. a hole, and you pray. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Use it for the bulky psychic types, or just bulky Mon that don't yep. or that aren't immune. Celesteela, yep. Metagross, Celesteela here and there. Yep. Just the bulky Mon that are having you have issues with. Yeah. Yep. I absolutely agree. But yeah, that is uh that is the team. You can grab the rental code over on our Discord server. It is a it is a hoot and a holler. That is what I'll tell you. It is a hoot and a holler. I finally figured out why mammoth swine doesn't make sense to me, and that's because its ice tusks come out of its armpits, not out of its mouth. Wait, it comes out of the armpits? 
It kind of does. Look at the picture. Oh my gosh, it does. I he's finally just figured them. out why he's, it looks he's just wrong them. all the time. He's just he's just holding he's them holding in his, his armpits. Arms they're, like... they're a newspaper. He's bringing yeah. in from the morning. <laughs> Honey, I brought in the ice tusks. <laughs> we know what it looks like around behind, but it'd be great to see it's like a big like U shape that goes around. It goes under all the legs. <laughs> and it's like, it's like those U. neck pillows. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's an airplane neck pillow. Uh, all right, that is going to be it. We are going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hoofs. And as always, we'll give out the Green Taurus badge to emails we deem worthy. We actually already have one, but we'll discuss it here in a second. Uh, this is the part of the e- show where you can email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com, and maybe we'll read your email on the show. We typically have a prompt. This week, we asked you what you thought about moves being removed from the game and how that made you feel on the inside, or if there were any moves that you wish didn't get removed, whatnot. But yeah, uh, we also receive emails. All the We'd love to receive emails from you that aren't about the topic as well, if you don't have anything to talk about. Uh, specifically, like we mentioned, Tia2 earlier today uh, sent an email in today to us that actually inspired the entire topic. Now, while her email is an essay that references another essay that you require to read <laughs> prior to, to understand the context, <laughs> uh, we do want to present her with the or him, he or her them. with the yes, them, them uh, with the Green Tauros badge this week because they inspired the entire topic for this episode. So please uh, get to us if you would like that. So unfortunately, everybody else, uh, you don't, you didn't inspire us. So <laughs> before, <laughs> dang, sucks to suck. I guess I don't know. <laughs> but we're gonna read a couple more emails this week anyway. The first one is gonna be from Pokemaster. So this one's you, Shamu. All right. Hello, Satch and other wonderful co-hosts. Pokemaster here. Happy New Year! It is the New Year. Last week's topic was about the culling of moves here. So I am here to put my two cents into this wonderful show. As someone whose first game was Ultra Sun, and I went back to play Crystal X, Alpha Sapphire, Let's Go Eevee, and now currently Shield, with no past experience with comp until now, I never noticed the move cullings. Of course not. You existed after the move cullings. Yeah. You were born in the move cullings. <laughs> Molded by them. <laughs> wow. So, Gulam now gives an opinion. Wake Up Slap, it, again, it's like Wake Up Slap and Smelling Salt. They never had a point. It was dumb. We yes. didn't talk about that on last, ep- last episode. Yeah. No, they're absolutely. All the Let's Go moves. Unpopular po- unpopular opinion alert. Uh, I love Let's Go, and it's one of my favorite Pokemon games, so I am sad to hear that I can't transfer my Eevee tofu into Swish. Although whoever thought of Batty Bad as a name needs a re-education. <laughs> a lot of those moves were not meant to be, like, wow. good names. <laughs> the real talk. <laughs> yeah. They were just meant to be, like, cutesy names like Batty Bad. Uh, I thought all the Let's Go names were bad. Like all of those moves, they, they were, were meant bad. to be like super. How bad? Baddie bad? Like they were baddie bad. They were very baddie bad. I think they were meant for kids just to be able to say them and know what they are, not like yes, not like smelling salts. You know? Yeah, yeah. Not, I guess not complicated moves. Toxic. Although toxic wasn't removed, I am sad most of the toxic Pokemon got ripped off in this move. That was a good thing that we did not get toxic again because that was that was so good. I am actually a big fan that toxic got removed from a lot of Pokemon. That said, I would have liked the TM, at least, so that no, I could no. transfer things. 
No, I'm okay with the TM being gone because of the fact, like, yep. it just kind of like, oh, not everything gets stall, Seth. Yeah, Seth. We can't have I mean, stall for 400 years, Seth. I mean, it still does because transfer exists, but I would well, like yeah, in your meta. I would have liked it removed your, from yeah, your the, meta. Yeah, in my meta. But, I mean, you guys are playing VGC. How, how often is that well, used there? I, I, I don't, don't really know. Even... It was used a lot, actually, in Gen 7. Gen 7 slowed down a really? lot. Ah, uh, okay. Gen Gen Slevin slowed VGC. Like, okay, so Gen Six VGC went blindingly fast. Yeah, like five turns and you're done. You could be done in two to five turns, typically. I would say if you went any longer than that. But Gen Seven, you could actually have matches go. I would say like fifteen turns, which is a lot for VGC in a four v four, right? And so you could mostly it's Celesteela's fault, but. You could have that happen. Why <laughs> can't even get toxic anyway? So what's your point? Well, because the Pokemon sitting next to Celestila was being protected by Wide Guard using toxic. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I still again. I remember we were sitting on the couch watching the yep. post, like yep. the uh, post world, like world qualifiers or whatever, national qualifiers, or whatever. And uh, Wolf like got interviewed. Like, yeah, I won because of Wide Guard. <laughs> like that was his whole like speech. Like, yeah, I Wide Guard's a dumb move. That's why mm. I won. Yep. So. Yep. And then Dragon Rage. Sounds cool, so I like it. Uh, now I'm exhausted as 1am as of current time, so I'm going to say catch you on the flip-flop, Pokemaster, signing out. Yeah, I I, I still agree with the Toxic. The Toxic being removed was really good. I'd have liked it just dropped from movesets, not the TM. That's me. I've said this in the past, Seth, and I'll say, I'll say it again, uh, because that's all this show is, is Thatch repeating himself. Yeah. But I really wish that there was a Smogon meta that utilized the moveset changes that we see we got in Sword and Shield because they were far more drastic than previous generations. Well, true. I agree. That would be cool. Like post-home or whatever. Like, yeah, po- post-Gen 8 or something move movesets. One of these days. Uh, so anything anything that would be able... Because you know how you can get like the battle-ready mark Yeah. in Sword and Shield? I would love for there to be a battle-ready meta. One of these days, there's going to be a moveset wipe when a Pokemon lands somewhere, I'm telling you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause like the, the only good thing I liked about Toxic being a move on stuff was just like, oh, I have like three moves with a, like a scarf set. Here's this Toxic or something. Like, yeah. get that last move. But yeah. that's the only thing I really liked it for. And even then, it wasn't really like, you never really clicked it usually. It's very yeah. rare. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, I don't miss, I do not miss Toxic being on everything. I think being able to toxic stall everything was toxic. Haha. <laughs> but I'm tis. Uh, all <laughs> right. So uh, we have one more email this week, and it is from Hobie1K. All right. Hello, Puckle personnel who may be reading this. Hi. Hobie Hello. here writing in once again. I hope you all had a good holiday season and wish you the best for 2021. I'll go ahead and jump into the mailbag question since it's not really the main topic of my email. The Great Move Culling. I've been playing Pokemon since 1999, and I have never skipped jumping into the games as they released, besides Gen 7. Despite my Pokemon-rich history, if I was not plugged into Pokemon news outlets online, I would not have noticed anything missing. With the exception of hidden power, but I don't miss it in the least. It was just another barrier separating the people who could Gen and those who could not. Like most people, I like to see those barriers coming down. So... Now for the meat of why I wanted to write in. I'm very thankful for what all blah, 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 blah. I'm very thankful for what all you what all you at thank you. Puckle do for the community, but I want to thank you for something I didn't think you ever had intentions of doing in twenty twenty one in twenty twenty. So 
As mentioned earlier in the email, I skipped Gen 7. Life happens. Now it's late 2020, I bought myself a refurbished 2DS from Nintendo before they vanished, and I got my first Gen 7 game. Before jumping in, I dug back in the Puckle archive and pulled three or four episodes starting with the release of Sun and Moon. I listened to those episodes as I journeyed through Alola, and it was glorious. I've gone back and played games for the first time several years after they released, but that experience is never quite like playing one at launch. This time was different. Listening to you all get so excited and hyped over a new Pokemon game gave me the most genuine new game experience I could have ever had with a four-year-old game, and that is priceless. You all keep doing what you do because people like me appreciated it, even if it's a little bit down the road. Sorry for the long email. I don't expect you to read it on the show. Haha, <laughs> joke's on you. We did. Catch you on the flip-flop. Hobie 1000. <laughs> Hobie, no, 1K. Put the 1K. You say it. You read it. Hobie like 1000. <laughs> so, quick question. Can we, can we give a second Green Tauros badge? Because I want to give that one, too. Yeah, sure. You know what? Second Green Tauros badge. Happy New hey! Year, Double Green Tauros. <laughs> double Green Tauros. Yay. Don't expect it ever again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> for dealing with this four, from four years ago. <laughs> for listening to us from four years ago. It's just because they complimented us, and that's why Shammy wanted to give it to them. <laughs> I really liked I really liked the compliment. It was a good one. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, he's not wrong, really, Seth. No, it really was a good compliment. Like <laughs> uh, all right. If you guys want to email us next week at Puckle, at, uh, you can email us at PucklePodcast at gmail.com, letting us know. What is uh, what is your favorite Pokemon game? That's you know what that's what that boils down to. That topic today. What was your fo- favorite Pokemon game? Send that in pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Preferably with like a Y. Also, <laughs> as as we said beforehand, you can always send us any emails that have nothing to do with that question as well. Like this to- today's topic came from uh, Tia's email. It wasn't in the exact same spirit, but it helped. We will put that one somewhere. Because I think I want to do uh, I think I want to do extended mailbag videos, so that's maybe what we'll do for that one. Uh, on that note, though, I think that's everything. So if you want to keep up with Puckle throughout the week, first and foremost, go check out our Discord server. The link is in the show notes. Just a heads up, we had to nuke all of our old invite links. So please, if you're going to do it, use the new link, not the old link. The bot army came. <laughs> yeah, we had to because we had to just there was a bot army. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> So we, we went ahead and wiped our invite links so that we could stop getting invaded by bots on our Discord server because one-inch drops are everywhere. Oh, God. Yep, it was awful. It was awful. Uh, also, if you want to listen to more Puckle goodness throughout the week, you can check out Puckle Plus over at Puckle Plus on whatever wherever you listen to podcasts like this one that you're listening to Yahoo. right now. Battlecast is over there. Game Corner's over there. A good number of things are over there. In addition, you can also go ahead and what is you, you can go ahead and listen to Puckle PTU as well if you want to listen to Shamu beat pull shenanigans. That's, well, Seth too. Seth and, and me. Seth, and Seth, yeah. Seth is there. Uh, but Double shenanigans. Shamu, but mostly Shamu. We, we kind of do, do that first trivia question because of PTU. That's true. Think, that's probably true. You, you can also go ahead and uh, you can follow us over on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Make sure you check out our Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast to watch us do some fun things live. You can also go ahead and watch our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. That's where I'm hoping to do extended mailbags because it's 2021. That's one of my New Year's resolutions in terms of content. And we're also going to be doing, uh, or yeah, I think that's everything. So yeah, if you want to support the show, though, go over to Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. Drop a Twitch Prime subscription or an actual subscription, your choice. 
our T public store. If you buy any shirt over there, you can go ahead and support the show. Uh, more importantly, if you would like to support the show most directly, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast, get access to the bot, get access to giveaways and whatnot. It's a really good time. We really appreciate it. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and uh, end the show here. Yeah. So I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been Shamu. And I've been Seth Vila. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.